Hey there, truth seekers, freedom fighters, defenders of liberty, deplorables, lizard people, bloodthirsty, insurrectionists, election deniers, conspiracy theorists, and mega, ultra, mega extremist Republicans. I'm your host, Becca Marie, and you're listening to Freedom Speak. We are unindoctrinated, unvaccinated, unrestrained, unashamed, unrelenting, unapologetic, and unafraid. We are totally organic and non-GMO. On Conservative Talk, ABQ, KDAZ, 96.9 FM, AM 700, and listen from anywhere at conservativetalkabq.com. You can check out my website, freedomspeaknm.com. You can listen to playbacks of any of my previous shows going all the way back to the beginning, and also, there are useful links and resources on there that you can do, and you can even uh, download the show notes of all my shows, and that is right underneath each um, show on the radio replay link. You can email me your questions and comments to Becca, that is B-E-C-C-A, at freedomspeaknm.com, and you can also get started advertising. It's a great place to advertise and uh, reach out to other freedom-friendly uh, people that want to do business with you. So, you know, I've been talking a lot for quite some time now, probably a couple of years, actually, about the lies that we're constantly hearing in which they're constantly trying to uh, to twist the truth and uh, make us believe something that's not true. It's honestly, it's gotten to the point now where we don't even know what the truth is anymore. It's it's very very hard. I, I get I get into conversations with friends about different things, and it's like you know, it's it's hard to. I I just don't believe any kind of third party information I hear anymore. I've got to actually find it. I got to find some hard evidence to prove that it's true. We used to be able to think that we trusted the news to give us the truth in which they were dedicated to giving the truth, but that's not really the case anymore. It seems as though they everybody has an agenda nowadays. So <clears throat> 46 million people are living in poverty in the United States. Of these 46 million, over 31 million are white people. 14 million of these Americans living in poverty are non-white. Being destitute is not a condition of skin tone, regardless of what they constantly are trying to push down your throat. Despite the lies we consume through a brain-dead, biased, and state-run mainstream media, some 56% of Americans are unable to cover an unexpected $1,000 bill out of their savings. Most people are just living paycheck to paycheck nowadays and are just, like, literally almost a paycheck away from being homeless. This equates to over 180 million Americans who could be devastated by any family emergency. The population of people of color in the United States is almost 50 million, and only 44% say they have an emergency savings fund. So about 28 million non-white Americans have no emergency funds. If you take 28 million and subtract, subtract it from the 180 million you get 152 million white and mixed-race Americans who have no emergency money. Then we have the term 
white privilege. It's one of hundreds of narratives created to divide people and hide the sins of those whose scams are now falling apart and coming to light. Many of us for years have endured ridicule as conspiracy nuts. As we sounded the alarm about a number of coming orchestrated disasters. But you can now see that these so-called theories are, in fact, facts. The true insanity of almost every narrative we have been sold and consumed with a somewhat blissful smile on our face has now come to light. Maybe you will all take us conspiracy theorists seriously when we mention the efforts of the globalists that want a one-world government, a one-world religion, and a one-world digital currency. Those in the shadows who are actual controllers of everything know that a reset is needed because without it, they will lose everything that they have been trying to force on us all. Young people between the ages of 18 to 54 are dying in great numbers that are increasing daily. Despite the growing mountain of evidence exposing the lies readily available to everyone, medical professionals, they still can't accept what is transpiring. If you're unfortunate enough to be admitted to a hospital, you can count on these so-called medical professionals to provide you with a regimen of treatment mandated by the government and big corporations that own these institutions, rather than use the knowledge and critical thinking they acquired in medical school. In this war, and this is a war we are in, those who refuse to see the elephant that is standing before them are doomed to be crushed by it. I know that you want to be left alone and live your daily life in freedom and peace, and so would I. But while you go about your daily routine, a group of evil despots, by the way, they all flew to Davos recently in one of 1,500 private jets, That's in Switzerland. They went there to plan your life or afterlife for you. Of course, for them to maintain power and control, most of us useless eaters, that is how they describe us, by the way, a lot of us will need to mysteriously keel over dead by unexplained strokes, cancer, and heart failure. That's a really, really uh, common term we're hearing nowadays, unexplained. We can no longer figure out why people die. It's unexplained. An eight-year-old boy playing his first season of peewee football goes into cardiac arrest suddenly after practice. A 10-year-old girl's heart stops beating just as she takes her long-awaited turn down a water park slide. A 14-year-old student sitting in math class falls to the floor unresponsive. A 16-year-old high school basketball player collapses on the court after making the game-winning shot. Recently in Las Vegas, Nevada, an 18-year-old died of cardiac arrest, and the week before, in the same city, a 16-year-old girl succumbed to so-called natural death. Come on, people. Can you really not see the elephant that is preparing to sit in your lap? There exists a group of evil people that don't give a care at all about you or those who you love. What they care about is their power and control, period. 
They're using a theory of make-believe doom to frighten us into giving up everything. They use the same getting hot theory to implement a long-ago plan for our suffering, and its purpose will, if it goes unopposed, starve us into total submission. If they succeed, and George H.W. Bush said they would, in a speech before Congress about the coming of the New World Order, then soon there will be no privileges for anyone but them. So, everybody, I've got uh, Stella in the studio with me again today. She's good, my good co-host. afternoon, Albuquerque. How's everyone doing today? Thank you for joining us. Yes, uh, I, have, I actually have a shout out if that's okay. Go for, for it. This morning, uh, we did have the Secretary of State candidate that was running. Her name's Audrey Trujillo, and she was uh, invited to speak to, at the Citizen Freedom Forum in Boston in February the fourth so that's like a real honor i think that's very cool she wasn't the only one all the secretary of states that ran uh and all over the country are invited to this forum to speak about you know the cheating the all the all the corruption that's behind uh politics now so i want to give her a shout out go audrey good yeah. luck yeah good luck so i've also got Karen Lare in the studio with me today, and she heads up the Albuquerque Unmasked group. And uh, Karen, welcome to the show today. Thank you so much. I'm very thrilled to be here. Thank you. So you want to tell everybody a little bit about what you do? Sure. So um, in the fall of 2020, uh, well, let me back up a little. I was a liberal I was a Democrat, and I would say, I do not want to know any of this stuff until it affects me. So in March of 2020, it affected me, and I started researching. And what I saw shocked the daylights out of me, because I used to say, la, 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 I don't want to know. <laughs> I, don't hear I really it. was one of those people. I really did. You I sound like the rest of us. I want to yeah. own it. I want to <laughs> own it, yeah. So then as I started looking, and then in the middle of the summer of 2020, I started researching the executive orders. Um, I wanted to see what Trump had signed into executive order in the first two weeks of his presidency. I couldn't believe all the good stuff that he did that never made it to any any news outlet whatsoever. So that that created a shift in me towards the conservative movement. And uh, of course, and in the fall of 2020, I joined a patriot group that's kind of a closed group. But I started going. It was weekly at that point. And then from there, um, I joined the New Mexico Freedoms Alliance, uh, found them. And in December of 2020, Christopher Hassel, the originator of that group, uh, sent out an email saying, "Does anybody? can anybody in Albuquerque create a group or host a group because there's people in Albuquerque who want to meet. At that time, Santa Fe Mask was meeting, but there wasn't a group in Albuquerque. So I said, I kind of have a house big enough for that. So I volunteered. And so I've been having meetings every two weeks since uh, January 3rd, 2021. And the group is called Albuquerque Unmasked. We were out doing unmasked shopping trips as a group the, on January 10th, 2021. And we've done a huge number of actions uh, in congruence, in uh, conjunction with the New Mexico Freedoms Alliance, which is a statewide organization that I'm, I'm involved in pretty heavily too. So that's who I am and what I do in the freedom movement. Oh, yeah. 
And, you know, it's amazing how I think we fit at one point in time. I think one day I remember we fit almost 40 people into your living room. Oh, no. I've had as many as 62. Oh, my goodness. 62 <laughs> was the maximum. And people couldn't hear. So, you know, I'm very happy when the, the numbers are more like 30 or 35 right now. Yeah. So, yeah, it's been uh, amazing. Anywhere from 20 to 62 people in my house yeah. every two weeks. It's amazing. So, anyway. You've done some good stuff, Karen. I'm Thank happy. You. I'm happy to provide a space for people to come. I was from the very beginning. I still am. That uh, that where they can be in the room with like-minded people, and they don't feel like they're crazy. They felt like they were isolated alone before that. So it's it's a very supportive uh, atmosphere. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, that's what they want us to do. They want us to feel separated, and that's what they've been trying to do. I, I I've seen them doing so many things, that, like pushing different agendas, and and I believe personally, that the reason they're pushing a lot of the agendas they're pushing is to separate people, separate families, destroy the nuclear family, uh, separate people based on race, based on uh, sexual preference, based on anything. Whatever they can. Whatever they can. And, you know, like, you know, like this, the thing here lately that they've been pushing really hard is this, is trying to convert and indoctrinate uh, little children into, into being uh, gay or transgender. Mm -hmm. And it's like, uh, this is child abuse. You know, and, and what this does and is separates the family. It turns them against their own parents. Yes. And California, I even talked about this the other day, even passed a law in which they've legalized the kidnapping of children from other states and taken them to California. And then once they're there, California will uh, prevent other states from getting them back. Unbelievable. It's just unbelievable. Unbelievable. You, you know, the latest thing from the liberals is they're protesting the song by Aretha Franklin called The Natural Woman. Oh, yes. my God. How dare them <laughs> be a natural woman. I didn't hear woman. that one. Yeah. I mean, they can't even describe what a woman is, but now they're mad about the natural woman. Seriously. Oh, my yeah. God. They're the coming century. from every angle. They, they are. They are. They're, mm -hmm. they're throwing as much mud against the walls as they can, and they're mm -hmm. seeing what can stick. Mm -hmm. Anything to cause, tar cause uh, chaos. True. Chaos. True. Yeah. True. So, you know, I, uh, I, I watch the news a lot uh, before I come in here. I watched something, actually, before I came in this morning, and I was listening to uh, Kami Harris uh, making a comment about, you know, there's a lot of violence going on around the world right now. Mm -hmm. And, you know, what they're doing is they're blaming it on guns. Like, apparently guns have become more violent. <laughs> uh, you know, my guns have not become more violent. They're still sitting in the same place in my safe or wherever else in my house that I leave them laying until I would hopefully uh, never have to use them. You know, but they're taking this this anger and this frustration and and people are just getting crazy all over the place. I think that's what's happening. And I think a lot of it has to do with what and this isn't just a United States thing. This is a worldwide thing in which governments have been oppressing people, taking away their freedom, uh, locking them down, making them wear a mask, taking them, making them take an experimental shot that they don't want to take. And people are getting frustrated, and stressed out, and angry, and mean. You know. Well, if you lost a lot of your family members, you'd be mean too. Yeah. Yeah. So. So what they're doing is peop some people are just snapping, they're going crazy, they're finding a gun, and they're going out and, and doing violence. Mm -hmm. And 
And the left, what they're doing is they're taking this as an opportunity, like they always do, don't let a good crisis go to waste. And they're looking as, hey, this could be an opportunity for us to take all their gu- take everybody's guns away so that w- the, you know we can just do whatever we want and nobody will be able to stop us. That's the way I look at it. Yeah, they twist the narrative. They twist the facts to fit their narrative. And so that's what they're doing with guns. Yeah. It's, yeah. And, you know, one thing I talk about a lot on this show, and I've, and I've always talked about this a lot, is the Constitution. And this is the Constitution in the United States is the law of the land. Whether people admit it or not, a lot of these uh, left, leftist politicians would like for people not to know that. But the Constitution is the law of land. And anything, anything that the courts do or any, anything that the government does has to fall within the boundaries of the U.S. Constitution. And that they seem to want people to forget about that. You know, I, I heard Kami Harris talking about all of this violence going on. And, and of course, she jumps right to the topic of taking away guns and, and says, well, Congress can can make laws uh, to can change the gun laws. Well, not according to the U.S. Constitution, can they? I mean, shall not be infringed is very, very clear that that is a right and it's not a law. It's not a privilege. It's not something the government says you can do. Um, it's it's a right. And so, one thing. So so for those those of you that don't know, is for starters, in order for Congress to change the gun laws, that would mean that they would have to do an amendment to the Second Amendment of the Bill of Rights, which, you know, I've mentioned this before. How how doesn't the fact that the the government modifying a right essentially make it not a right anymore i mean shall not be infringed that means the government doesn't come in and change it or alter it in any way whatsoever otherwise that is infringement they've actually violated the second amendment you it makes you wonder what was going on when they wrote the constitution because some of these were young kids like 18 years old except for George Washington he was the oldest i think at 40 but at the at their youth they knew something dangerous could happen within the government and that's why the constitution was created oh absolutely to protect us yeah it wasn't about hunting it wasn't about target shooting it was about having guns to protect yourself against all enemies foreign and domestic yes including an out-of-control government. They've rolled over us and the Constitution as much as they can have gotten away with it so far. So we'll see what happens as things continue to unfold, but they are pretty darn determined and they have their agenda. So we'll see. Yeah. Well, you know, before it was... uh, I used to look at it as, as enemies foreign, but now that we have more domestic enemies than we do foreign. We do. So, yeah, we really need to protect ourselves. Yeah, because if they were ever able to go in and alter the Second Amendment, essentially, you, you tell me if this doesn't sound uh, realistic, but essentially that would mean nullifying what a right is, which would basically nullify the entire Bill of Rights. Yes, and I think that the only reason they haven't done that yet is because they are working really hard to get enough consensus in the general public. They're trying to get people to agree with their narrative before they do that. Once they do that, they know that they would have so much opposition right now. Rebecca, you would know this number. How many people in the, in the United States are gun owners currently? 
Do you know what that number is? It's a huge, it is huge, huge number. I am actually not sure that number. It's like we've got what? Uh, how many people in the United States? Like uh, last count, what three hundred and sixty million or something yeah, like that? Something like that. And I, I'm not sure. It's okay, a big, anyway, it's a, it's big a number, really though. big number. It's I, a big number. It's a really big number. And so they that is the only reason why they haven't barreled over us so far and changed things is because they know the gun owner number is very huge and it would create an uprising. They just don't have enough consensus yet. But when they do, they're going to try this. That's my feeling. That's my heart about it. Well, you know, every time they every time they pass another law, it's more infringement, and right. and as and but unfor- the infringement's been going on for decades, and people have been letting them get away with it. Correct. Because a lot of people do not understand the. Con- I be- I would I would even fathom to say that most people in this country have probably never read the Constitution. Absolutely, I was one until all of this. Yeah. I was one. I had no idea. Guilty as charged. Mm-hmm. I can tell you. Yeah. But Bef- before, before all this started happening, I I didn't really have a reason to be concerned. Right. Most but- people didn't. Or they didn't know they had a reason to be concerned. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it can be done. I never thought that I would see God pushed out of the schools, the churches, your homes, everywhere else. If God can get pushed out, you know, what makes you think that they can't convince people? I mean, when God pu- got pushed out, people didn't even realize it was happening until mm-hmm. after it was a done deal. And now they're all like, okay, we can't pray, we can't do this, we can't do that, no church. No. It's, it's, it can be done. If, if people stay asleep and don't stand up for their rights now, it can be done. That's the problem. That's the problem. Um, People are, for the most part, still asleep. There's people waking up, but it's far fewer and far more infrequent than I would have liked at this point and that I would have thought at this point. It's very disappointing. I think think a lot of uh, people are waking up, and I actually read that a a Democratic uh, senator in California actually said they're, he's agreeing with the conservatives and saying, especially about abortion, that it is definitely killing a child. So a lot of Democrats are waking up. Praise God, you know, that they really are. And I've heard more and more of them. So I have more confidence that people are finally waking up. It's great. They're sick and tired of everything that's going on, especially all the, well, like all the shots killing all the people. And, and I heard in, in the UK now, that's one of the subjects we have coming up, that they said, well, if pe- people 50 years and older are in good health, we're not going to offer them the boosters anymore. Well, thank God for that, because they haven't been working very well, uh, the COVID shots and everything. So they're not doing this uh, dis- disfavor by saying they're not going to give you any more boosters. They're actually doing you a favor. Yeah, and and you guys need to stick around for the third hour, too, because I've got some really, really good stuff coming up on what I'm calling Scamdemic News, um, in which a lot of truth is coming out about Big Pharma and what they've been doing with these shots, and that we should be extremely concerned, because, you know, we hear about, you know, the story is, which I don't 100% buy it uh, yet, because, you know, I don't really believe hardly anything I'm being told anymore, but we hear about that story about how the um, COVID-19 virus was engineered and developed at the Wuhan lab in China. Um, maybe that's maybe that's true, um, but here's the thing. We also do know that that research was being funded at least partially by the United States and through Dr. Fauci and the NIH. We know that's a fact. Mm-hmm. I mean, Rand Paul was grilling, uh, grilling Fauci 
on at Congress one day. I don't know if you guys saw that. If yeah, you haven't, more you than see once, it. actually. Yeah. And so the United States is involved in that as well. So who knows? I mean, I, I talk about all the time this new world, new world order and this great reset and everything in which everybody's involved, including the United States. It's hard to know who's the enemy anymore. Yes. It is. You know, uh, this whole thing with misinformation, that I mentioned that word. I saw an article about California, and oh my God, they're the worst. California being, you know, under Newsom, that guy's evil. I was talking about the other day about how California had passed that law, essentially legalizing the kidnapping of children from other states by non-custodial parents or just not even people that are parents at all, taking them to California to, uh, so that they can receive gender-affirming care, and California will protect them from their, from their parents in another state. And this is kidnapping. Yes. <laughs> this is ki- legalized kidnapping. Anyway, they've done something else in California now. They've actually passed a misinformation law, okay? And what this is is this is against physicians and surgeons that may have a opinion other than what, and they've got a new word that they came out with. I love these new words that they come out with. They're calling it a, a contemporary scientific consensus. What's that? I'm gonna, that's going to be a topic of what I'm going to talk about next okay. week. <laughs> Scare me. <laughs> I, I saw that. It's like, oh, I'm going to dig into this one. I'm just going to skim this one for now. So basically, if a, a group of, of doctors comes up with a consensus, and I've talked about consensus before, consensus doesn't necessarily have anything to do with actual scientific research or actual uh, uh, scientific method. It's about opinions. Okay, and if their opinions, whether it be influenced by the government which, oh my gosh, in hour two, I think, I'm going to be talking, no, is it hour two? Hour three. I'm also going to be talking about the Twitter files. And that's rather alarming, too, because it's going to show how the U.S. government, the FBI, the DOD, actually was, not anymore, but at one point in time, controlling Twitter and controlling public opinion. Essentially, Twitter was the propaganda arm of the U.S. government. So doctors that agree, that disagree with this consensus are being threatened to have their medical licenses taken away, and they are being labeled as misinformation. Now, you've probably heard about the thing in which, hey, you should get it, go out and get a second opinion on that before you get that procedure or whatever. Well, in California, there will be no more second opinions because uh, the opinion will be that of the consensus and nobody else is allowed to disagree. So if you get a second opinion and it varies from the consensus, that doctor can be brought up on charges and have his license taken away. It's a horrible time to be a child and it's a horrible time to be a doctor. Oh, oh my God, yes. That's and like, New Mexico, uh, didn't she? The governor raised the limit that you could sue them, like to nine million. That a doctor, you can sue a doctor, and some of them are leaving the state because, like, they can't afford that. No kidding. 
Well, not to mention, I'm sure that's got to affect their medical insurance. Of course it does. To, to run their practice. Yeah, so they're all leaving the state. It's hard to get a doctor's appointment now in New Mexico. And I'm sure in California it's not going to be any different now. They're going to be rushing out of there and running to a red state. No kidding. Well, well, I'm going to be diving into that scientific consensus thing next week. I'm actually going to write a, write a monologue on that one. Oh, cool. That just sounds too darn interesting. Yeah. Interesting but scary at the same time. <laughs> so another thing I found that was interesting, uh, actually I heard this on the news yesterday, and apparently the United States is building nuclear power plants in Poland. They won't build them here in the United States. They want us to have our power solely on solar panels and windmills mm-hmm. in this state. So, and they're going to they're they're working to shut down all of our coal powered plants, which are the ones that are reliable. They provide base power to the grid. They want to get rid of all of those and stick us with solar panels and windmills. But they're willing to build nuclear power plants in Poland. <laughs> so at least Poland won't be freezing in the winter time. And they will have a stable base power grid. Any comments on that one, Stella? Well, yeah, like I said, it's <laughs> it's kind of like the immigrants. Too. They do everything for the immigrants, nothing for the U.S. Uh, they cut off the U.S. citizens from everything they possibly can and give it to other countries. And they're not fooling me at all about the billions of dollars they're giving to Ukraine. It's a money laundering scheme like crazy. Biden and all of them are getting it back. And, you know, people don't realize that. And him saying we're going to keep keep supporting Biden I mean, Ukraine, he's saying we're going to keep supporting Biden. That's what he's saying, because that's where the money's coming back. I mean, Zelensky isn't keeping it all for no, himself. No, Zelensky's not a good guy. He's a weirdo. You know, and, and, and not only that, but now we're sending M1 Abrams tanks over to Ukraine. Yeah. We, we are fighting a proxy war with Russia. That's essentially what's happening. Yep. Anyway, we've got lots more to talk about. We're at the break, and uh, we will be back shortly. Interested in getting your concealed carry permit? Perkins Protection Training offers state-approved concealed carry classes for both New Mexico and Utah, taught by a certified NRA instructor, local woman-owned and ran by husband and wife team since 2004. Individual coaching, ensuring every student learns according to their individual needs, complete with pre-class and follow-up tutoring. One-on-one, beginner, and advanced classes also available. Mention KDAZ for 10% off class. Call 505-238-1214. That's 505-238-1214. Or on the web at PerkinsProtectionTraining.com. Hello, I'm Dr. Dan Lafferty. And I'm Dr. Stephanie Z from ABQ Gentle Dentistry. Putting off a trip to the dentist due to dental anxiety? Let us ease your fears. At ABQ Gentle Dentistry, we are gentle from your first phone call with the receptionist to the dental chair for treatment. We offer oral conscious sedation, IV sedation, and nitrous gas. We have the latest technology to handle all your dental needs right in our office. Same-day crowns, 3D x-rays, 3D printing, digital intraoral photos, and laser technology. Let us transform your life by transforming your smile into a smile you can love. We also offer clear tray orthodontic therapy. 
You're part of the family here at ABQ Gentle Dentistry. Gentle is not just our name, it's how we treat our patients. We accept most insurance plans and also work with multiple lending companies to help make financing possible. Y hablamos español. We're located at 4550 Eubank Boulevard, Northeast, Suite 101. Give us a call at 505-292-8588 to begin your journey to an awesome smile. Or on the web at albuquerquegentledentist.com. Hi, I'm Dr. Karen Genter from High Desert Chiropractic and Wellness. For 27 years, I've been helping patients by gently treating the root cause of their health issues, not just symptoms. Treatments include various chiropractic techniques and therapies, such as electrical stimulation, ultrasound and intersegmental traction, or the roller table. Let's help you be your best self by helping you achieve optimal wellness and maintain it lifelong. Located at 5310 Homestead Road, Northeast, call us at 505 292 that's a pretty good tune welcome back to freedom speak with becca marie you are listening to conservative talk abq kdaz 96.9 fm am 700 and you can listen online at conservative so i am here with stella padilla and karen Lare, and we're just talking about everything in the news right now we kind of got into the uh we were talking about money laundering i've been talking about money laundering a lot you know it's like it, it kind of yeah, kind of like uh, Hunter Biden paying $50,000 a month to rent a house from his daddy Joe. And in that same house, in the, in the garage, which is secured with a remote control for a garage door opener, uh, there were classified documents stacked up on the floor right there in the garage where Hunter could go take a look at them whenever he wanted to. And maybe that's part of the deal, you know, with the $50,000 rent. I mean, for 50000 bucks a month, you ought to be able to look at some classified documents, right? Yeah. Well, <laughs> and actually, if, if uh, truth be told, I think that the documents are another distraction that they're doing to us so that we can be all concerned about the documents, which we have no clue what's in there. Uh, but they're, it's a distraction, I think, about something else that they're going to pull over on us. Well, not only that, but everybody seems to have classified documents nowadays. Yeah. Apparently, Pence has classified documents, too. Uh, how do these classified documents just magically leave wherever they're being secured, uh, and they just leave, and then they end up in somebody's garage, they end up in a bathroom somewhere, they end up in, in, in some uh, nonprofit uh, uh, company? How do, how do they... How do they end up leaving where they're supposed to be and getting delivered to where they shouldn't be? It kills me, though, that they have so much leniency towards them, like Killary. She wiped her screens clean and whatever. They joke about it. Oh, yeah. It's, not, it's like not even a consequence. Well, There's, you know, she crushed her phones with a, with a, with a sledgehammer. And, and she was allowed to and, do that. And they yeah. used a bleach bit uh, program to basically <laughs> zero out everything on the hard drive. And from, from a technician point of standpo- standpoint, I can tell you that that means making the hard drive completely unrecoverable. That's right. 
you know, because your standard format really doesn't delete anything. And even even if it was recoverable, even if they, I mean, they have proof and all that of everything that they've done, they're not going to do anything to them. They just keep getting away with everything, which is amazing to me. Like, you would go straight to jail for one little classified document or something, but not them. They can have as many as they want and, and disrupt all of the everything all the files and everything and no one there's no consequences at all no accountability well not if you're a democrat well that's true now if you're a republican they'll hang the, you the fbi will bring in an armed assault team <laughs> to your home and go through your wife's underwear drawer and your child's room and everything else and and it's it's like no big deal but if the democrats do exactly the same thing Oh, it's okay. Oh, well, that's okay. Mm-hmm. You can just send your lawyers over there to look for them. It's like, what are your lawyers? Uh, do they have a top security clearance to to look for classified documents? Nobody seems to ask that question. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's a completely different uh, story if you're a Democrat, if you're Joe Biden. And not only that, <clears throat> this is an interesting thing that came out like yesterday that I heard about. Not only does... Joe Biden have classified documents which somehow magically arrived at his in his garage and it is his nonprofit foundation and all that other crap uh, while he was vice president for Obama. But it goes back many years before that when he was in Congress as a senator. He's got classified documents from then. Unbelievable. So. Why isn't he being being immediately brought up on impeachment charges? I mean, look at what they did to, to Donald Trump. The corruption is so deep in our government and in our courts that it's gonna, this is why consequences don't come down right now very much at all. This is why I say I see people waking up, but I, to me it's a trickle. It's not that many overall yet. We're, we're not near a tipping point of turning this thing around. I wish we were. I hoped that we would be by this time, but I don't see it. You know, definitely, definitely progress. I will not deny that. I'm so happy and I celebrate every time a Democratic legislator turns into a conservative. When they change parties, I celebrate every single time. But that's just a handful that's happened. Most of them are still in the queue Mm -hmm. with all of this stuff. Most of the doctors are still in the queue with all of this stuff. Most of, it just keeps going on and on. I wish it were we're not so i wish we were moving forward with more progress and we we are it's just not as much as i would have hoped by now i've noticed the power really corrupts i mean you could be just a regular joe blow and you get an office and a senate or anything in your state and all of a sudden you get real you know it you get real corrupted with the power it doesn't even have to do much about the money but the power cuz they don't get much money well if you need well, if you have power you don't need Money, you know, yeah. just like these politicians, they all seem to, and you've mentioned this, Stella, mm-hmm. is that these politicians they get in there and they get a a government salary, which is yeah, you know, as a as a senator is is good, but I mean, it's not something that you're going to become a millionaire, you know. But they get in there and they 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 basically manipulate and they choose winners and losers in in the private sector, and then they are allowed to take that inside information. And invest in the stock market. I'm sorry, that is, for you and me, 
that's a crime. I mean, look at what happened to Martha Stewart. I yep. mean, and what she did was kind of actually second secondhand information. It's really questionable about what she did was even illegal, even under the law. You know, because she got she got insider information from her lawyer, from what I understand. It was something like that. So she didn't actually get it on her own. So she got it secondhand. So technically, that it that is not illegal. But she went to jail for it anyway. Well, she wasn't a Democrat, right? Actually, she was. Was she? Which is really strange. Wow. But, but they still made an example out of her. Yeah. Yeah. And so, but these, these politicians, and I'm not just saying Democrats are doing this, Republicans do it too. Mm-hmm. They are able to literally manipulate the market and then buy stocks knowing how they've manipulated the market. Yep. Not okay for the, you know, as compared for the rest of us, not okay at all. No, not okay at all. And, you know, here I'm talking about, I was reading another article in which apparently they're going after uh, Google now, which I don't really have any sympathy for Google at all, honestly, because they've been manipulating uh, public opinion on just about everything, including elections for years now. And I remember many, many years ago, God, it's probably been... uh, 20 years ago at least, in which I had a friend of mine that I worked with introduce me to this new search engine that was so fantastic, Google. Um, before that, we were using things like uh, Alta Vista or whatever other thing was out there. And so everybody just started using Google, and over the years, Google actually got gained a monopoly on the search engine industry. Everybody just uses Google, at least up until recently, which I stopped using Google and and started using like DuckDuckGo, which I'm really not 100% certain they're even much better. But the thing is, is they manipulated the market by doing that. They, they've, they've dominated the search engine business, and now they essentially control all the information. They can change the algorithms. They can make, uh, they can determine what comes up in the top of the searches when you're doing a search for things. This is why I get a little bit annoyed with people that don't know how to use a web browser and they Google everything. And it's like you realize you're allowing Google to control every aspect of your activity on the internet when you do that. If you know the website address of where you want to go, just type it into the freaking address bar and hit enter and it just takes you right there. Don't use Google for everything. Anyway, so now the government is going after Google. I, I've been trying to figure, I've been racking my brains on this one the past couple days. They're going after Google because apparently there is a portion of Google's business that they use. Obviously, they're a business. They're in business to make money. And there is a portion of Google that is responsible for ads, the things that make money uh, on, and like, so when you do a search, you see ads come up, things like that. Well, the government is wanting to go in, and from the way I understood it, wanting to take that away from Google. And it's like, okay, what's their angle here? Here, Google is like one of their best buddies when it comes to uh, pushing leftist narratives. So take it from Google and give it to who? So I, 
that's what it, the Maybe question is. Maybe the government is. control it. I mean, they want to control everything else. Yeah. Who knows? I agree with you that this is very suspicious. Anytime there's anything that looks good to us, <laughs> I'm suspicious that there's an underlying motive and that there's agreement by all parties. It's just a show. It's part of the show. Mm-hmm. It's part of the man- manipulation. It's part. They're they're throwing us a bone and they're doing it in a way that bamboozles us every step of the way, and they have underlying motives and agreements that we don't know about that's my thought about it mm-hmm. yeah i mean I, I i i've been listening to that story and i read a little bit about it it's something i'm going to continue following and it's like huh okay now a lot of conservatives that are ticked off at google because they've been manipulating everything for several years are probably a lot of those people that aren't really going to be thinking about this are going to say oh yeah they're going to go after google it's like stick it to them guys you know it's like but it's the government going after Google. It's like, what is the angle here? Why are yeah. they doing this? Yeah. It's like, because this will essentially bankrupt Google. If you take away their advertising revenue, or at least even a good portion of it, um, and, you know, not to mention Google's struggling anyway. I mean, they can't even pro- provide massages now for their employees anymore. I well, know. They fired, they, didn't they fire 30 they, of them? Like 32 <laughs> massage therapists? It's like, you know... I, you know, I want to lodge a complaint against this radio station. Why have they not provided me with a massage therapist to massage me while I'm doing this show? <laughs> You'll get distracted. <laughs> Maybe. So it's like, oh, that feels pretty good. It's like, hey, let me take a break here. I'm, you know. <laughs> but, but yeah, it's like, I, there's got to be an angle here. I think you're totally onto it like I am, Karen. It's like, okay, if, if the federal government goes after Google and takes away their advertising branch, then who's going to control it then? I think something else will emerge, that there's a plan. There's no way in my mind that I think that it's what it appears to be on the surface. I just can't go there. There's another angle. There's another thing coming from another angle. Maybe Google is going to shut down. Maybe they're going to come up with another name. Uh, They're going to rebrand. I don't know. I'm just saying I cannot believe that it is what it is on the surface, what we're seeing. I don't believe any of it. It never is. It never mm-hmm. is. Mm-hmm. You know, as, as much as as much as I am annoyed with Google for what they've been doing, um, I believe, and I've been saying, I'm a capitalist, okay? Capitalism is part of freedom as far as I'm concerned. Mm-hmm. Google has, over the years, made some really great business decisions. They have built an amazing business in which uh, they have employed a lot of people, which is a good thing. And now they are going to be crucified, basically, for being successful. And yeah, when you're successful, uh, competition suffers. That's part of business, you know? So uh, am I coming to their defense in, to a certain extent? Well, well, yeah, because they're being punished for being successful. And that is just not American at all. Of course, a lot of things going on in this country right now are not American. But at the same time, what yeah, what is really going on here? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. We don't know. We don't know until we know. Yeah, yeah. we don't. So anyway, it's a little obscure story that you guys might want to follow. It's something that just caught my eye, and I got to thinking about that. Nobody's talking about it. You know, not much. No, I just see these things like, and I see, huh, what's really going on there? By the time they're talking about it, it's already been overtaken. <clears throat> You know, it's gone the direction it was. They intended it yeah. to go. Mm-hmm. 
But yeah. meanwhile, people just just keep watching to see what's happening, and like people like us are watching what's happening. The rest of the world is not really not really concerned about it. Most people just went back to their lives when the mask came off and the you know vaccine. They're just rolling up their sleeves for the boosters. Most people are still going down that road and are not questioning anything. They went back to their lives. They they don't even they don't have a clue about what's going on. They I still maintain that anyone who believes in the news believes in the narrative. Mm-hmm. You know they're not looking anywhere else. Just like I didn't. I didn't until March of 2020. I didn't. So there's a whole cadre of people who are continuing to be in that vein. And and that's why I think we can have the border issues that we have. I think that's why we can have the Ukraine issues that we have. I think that's why they can push whatever agenda they want is because the majority of people are still not awake. And I can't wait for more people to wake up so that there is a turn, but I can't see it quite yet. No. I can't either. And you know, the funny thing is, I mentioned this a while back, is that you were talking about how over the past couple of years, you've basically become awake. I have too. It's like, I did not realize how asleep I was until the past few years of what's been going on. And then suddenly something just clicked. Yeah. And it's like, oh my gosh. And yeah. then all of this, it's like, I don't know, it's kind of like... Uh, it's kind of like on Star Trek where they put the memory machine on your head and it's like inject all this information in your head and then suddenly, oh my gosh, I can I can reinstall a brain. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So you saw that episode, didn't you? Yeah. That was good. It's box brain. I did know I was <laughs> asleep and I was consciously saying, I'm gonna be asleep until it affects me. I gotta take a responsibility <laughs> for that. Yes. Yeah. You know, when I talk to people, they say, well, what's the difference between awake and woke? If you're awake and oh, woke. Oh, there's a huge <laughs> difference. <laughs> and, I, and then you have to try to explain that to them. And most of these people are concerned only with going to work, earning their paycheck, paying their rent or mortgage, whatever, mm-hmm. taking care of their children, mm-hmm. you know, buying their clothes and yep. school, education. That's their main concern. Yes. They're not looking at anything else. They're no. like, they don't have time for that. Right. So, Which is where we were before all of this unfolded. So there's know? a wake and there's a woke and there's a sleep. Is that what it is? <laughs> That's right. So. That's good. That's right. Oh, good grief. I, I kind of miss the days of being blissfully ignorant. I Me do too. too. I was the happiest. <laughs> but now that I know, I can't go back. It's kind of like when you take the red pill, there's no, no there's turning no back. back. No. That's right. No going back. We can't ins- reinsert you into the matrix. No, Sorry. I, I agree with you, Stella. I was a lot happier before I knew all of this. And I, I agree with you too, Rebecca. I cannot go back. There's no way to go back. Once you know, you know. Yeah. And I keep saying, I'm done. I'm done. I don't care. I'm going to be like the rest like I was before. But you can't because things keep popping up and you say, what? And you have to come up. We have to do something about that. You know, we have to save ourselves. Somebody ha- somebody has to speak up. And there you are sucked back in. Back in. That's mm-hmm. right. I know. Yeah. I know. <sighs> what were you doing before all, all this craziness started, Karen? You were you were doing some other kind of business. I you? had I had a mag- I had a natural health magazine for fourteen years, and so I was really shocked when all of this came down. That I took a poll: sixty five percent of my advertisers went into what I call the blue camp. They masked themselves. They changed their practices. They closed or whatever. Most of them, and they just couldn't wait to line up 
for the shots. And I was shocked. These are people who fought Big Pharma their entire careers, some of them their entire adult lives. And somebody said to me, you know, Karen, because the articles were paid advertorials in that magazine, you would have had to run positive articles about uh, vaccines and masks if you had stayed in business. And I said, oh my God, I couldn't have done that. It would have ripped me in half. So, uh, so it's a blessing that it closed uh, a while. It was very difficult, and I went through my grieving process. Fourteen years was kind of a long time, and I thought I would retire from that business. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, that's well, what I did before. You know, change is hard. Change is hard. You know, it was and, very and I, hard. I think that is one way that they control people is that change is hard. You know. Uh, most people, I would say probably most people in this world are not wired to be able to handle change. Most people want to find a job. They want to stay at that job forever because it's something that is familiar. It's something they can do every day. They go to work. They come home. They do their stuff at home. They go to sleep. They go back to work the next day. They do the same thing over again. And they, you know, they connect part A to part B. And then in hopes their their biggest ambitions they they have in life is maybe someday they might get promoted to where they can te- connect part B to part C. Or, and, the, or to retire or and, to re- and get out of the madness and retire eventually. Yeah. Who knows? <laughs> By then they might be connecting part, uh, you know, uh, part Z. I don't know. Who knows? I don't know. But but change is hard, and, and they use that as a tool to control people because they make people fearful of, well, if you don't do this, then you're going to lose your job. But it's like the thought of saying, hey, I'll just go get another job never pops into their mind. And it's like, I feel extremely fortunate from, from my own personal life on that is that for most of my life, I've been self-employed. So to me, it's never really been like uh, I'm where I've got an allegiance to like anybody for a job. It's like always like, oh, well, you don't want me to do work for you. I'll go do work for somebody else. You know, it, it's like so it's no big deal to me. But so I do understand. But even even me, I, I, I know what change is like. Change is scary. You know, doing something different, you're. You're afraid. Wow, am I going to be successful in, at that? You know, am I am I going to be able to learn the new things I need to learn to do that other job? That is scary. And and yeah, I know. I got things going on in my own life right now that are scary for me. You know? Yeah, I was self-employed, but my business died in the lockdowns because the magazine was a free pickup, mm-hmm. and in the lockdowns, my locations went from 300 pickup locations around Central New Mexico to five. Wow. Wow. Twice. Oh, no. Twice in 2020 we went through. And then in the middle, uh, half of my pe- half of the people who agreed to have racks in their lobbies or for their people said, no, 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 not right now. They were scared of COVID on the paper. Mm-hmm. So even when we opened up in the middle of the summer of 2020 for a little while, mm-hmm. we still I only still had about 150 racks instead of 300. It just died. I so, wish people would realize that uh, the government especially – uses fear to control people like al gore made his millions and millions just scaring people about the climate control and and all the petroleum and everything and he became a multimillionaire, scaring everybody to death and people are still scared yeah like they don't have a they don't have a mind of their own say okay this is not happening if there's climate control and this is happening why isn't all this they don't figure things out they just stay scared and that's that's well, how they control well, you. And, and Stella, I talked. To, I don't. I don't know if you listened to the show that I did some time back, where I was talking about cognitive dissonance. Yeah. 
that's where that all falls in. It's like you scare people continually over a period of time, and then once you've kept them in a constant state of fear, they reach a state of cognitive dissonance in which they they, they don't want any new information being told them. As a matter of fact, if you, people nowadays, they've they've had these beliefs just brainwashed into their head over the past few years, and if you say anything that contradicts that belief that they've, that's been installed into them, they get very defensive. Mm -hmm. They get there, because it's scary. Oh my gosh, you're challenging their beliefs. That's right. It's become like a religion to them. It is. I've heard, I've heard people compare it to a religion, and, and that's, Actually, just I just thought about that. It's like, yeah, it's because they have an instilled belief that the government has has scared them into, and now if you say anything, you're challenging their beliefs. Right. And the worst thing is that you, you're trying to explain something to them. Well, that's not what the news says. Oh, there we go. And you can't convince them that the media is not all on the up and up. You know, they they lie to you constantly and keep you afraid. And you can't convince them of that. If it's the news said it, then it's law. It's true. Mm-hmm. It's true. Well, I used to believe the news was true too. All true. Yeah, I all, did. I we to. did. We all did. Yeah. Yeah. I, I I think it was Stalin who said when asked, "How did you get the German people to go along with that whole plan?" And he said, "Oh, it was easy. You tell the lie big enough, long enough, it becomes a truth." Mm-hmm. You do. And that's how they captured the people that are captured. Absolutely. So let me finish off this hour with an interesting story I found. Actually, my roommate occasionally. Uh, mentioned something to me i look it up it's like oh that's really interesting so you know stella we've been talking about money laundering quite a lot you know like hunter paying fifty thousand dollars to rent a house i mean it must be a really nice house but it comes complete with classified documents so that probably makes it worth that (laughs) but anyway so money laundering okay now i read about a hotel now this this is kind of an older article but i thought it was really interesting in which they uh actually routinely launder money it's it's the uh, Weston St. Francis in San Francisco. And so there was uh, one, I, I think an overly ambitious, uh, uh, probably a one of their custodians that worked there or something, that had complaints coming from people that money is dirty. And strangely enough, a lot of uh, dollar bills for some reason have cocaine on them. <laughs> I, I I never knew that, and so, but and and coins. Okay, so you're always he- hearing about how you should never put coins in your mouth or let your kids put coins in their mouth because they're dirty. I mean, everybody's been handling them, but you don't know. You literally have no idea where they've been. So, this uh, this overly ambitious custodian apparently uh, decided he was going to start washing all the money. So. That's what he did. He started washing all the coins. So, Wait a minute. So that's money laundering? Money laundering. Well. Uh, he, in the literal sense. In a literal <laughs> sense, yes. His name was apparently Rob Holson. And for 20 years, he laundered money at the hotel. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and apparently he was never arrested for that. <laughs> and it says here, <clears throat> by his calculations... He washed about $1.5 million in cash since he was hired. <laughs> Money laundering. <laughs> okay. And it says here, these days it only takes about 10 hours of Holson's time every week. The washer before him, Arnold Batliner, 
was so legendary that the mayor declared a day in his honor when he retired in 1993, and the hotel still celebrates his birthday with cake every year. Uh, Batliner's grand total, by the way, came to somewhere around $14 million of cash that was laundered. Very, very cute story. Imagine if he was money laundering for Nancy Pelosi. Oh, my God. That would take a lifetime. Yeah. Well, he is from San Francisco, so... So, uh, we're coming up on the end of the first hour, and I have a lot of interesting things I want to talk about in the uh, second hour, so don't go anywhere. It's going to be... I'm going to talk about some censorship going on at Stanford. Imagine uh, at a bastion of, of free speech. They are censoring people. They've apparently come up with a whole lot of words that they consider, uh, you know, off off limits. There are certain words that you just can't say at Stanford anymore. They're offensive. Yeah, they're offensive. Oh. And and the World Economic Forum, of course, you know, they're they're up to all kinds of bad stuff. And we're going to talk about them, in which they apparently want to control all of our cars. And also, I'm going to talk a little bit about uh, sick pilots flying the commercial airliners. That should really concern you. We'll be right back. 